my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is to balance long workdays with occasional shorter workdays. This can feel better than working medium-long hours day after day. Fall tends to be racing season, and so a lot of people are training for marathons and half marathons. Training for a marathon naturally requires a lot of running, but you don't run the same amount every single day. You do a weekly long run with increasing mileage, up to a point, at which point you go down again. You do some shorter days focused on speed work or what they call tempo runs, hard but sustained efforts. And of course, there are rest or cross-training days. Rest isn't what you do when you are not training. Letting your body rest and recover is a part of training. This varying rhythm can make even intense training feel more doable than running the same amount day after day. We can use the same thought process in planning our weeks as well. For instance, when I plan out the kids' activity schedule, I aim to have some days be very busy and others be not so busy at all. I find it is better to do multiple things on one night and then have a night off than to do medium amounts of stuff every single day. Long days are followed by short days. We know there is a break coming, so it is easier to push through a longer evening. Same with work. Varying the rhythm can help make work sustainable. Some of this is just about building in recovery time. When you have a major project or a tight deadline, or when you are covering for a colleague who is out, you may work some long days. You get in early. You stay late. It is amazing how much you can get done in a day when you need to. And it feels good to work hard and accomplish something important. But it is inefficient to work like that long-term because you wind up getting cranky and making mistakes. So when you work a really long day or several long days in a row, aim to make the next day shorter. For instance, if you work several long days in anticipation of your company's annual meeting, 
And then you have the high demands of fulfilling your role during the meeting. Aim to take it easy the next day. Perhaps you get in at 9.30 instead of 8. Or go for a long walk in the park on your lunch break. Or call it a day after you wrap up from a 1 o'clock meeting. Or maybe you work 8 hours, which is theoretically a standard workday, but is actually a lot shorter than your usual. Leaving work at 5 is very different from leaving at 8. So recognize that and make the most of those hours. At some companies, working a shorter day after a long day may be formalized as comp time. At a lot of workplaces, though, and just about universally for remote workers and freelancers, you can decide on a shorter day for yourself. This is especially true if your shorter day is 9 to 5. It is unlikely you need permission for that. Use those extra hours to do whatever will energize you. But honestly, as we think about our schedules, I find the long day, short day mix can help us take advantage of time in a smarter way, even if we are not thinking about rest and recovery. For instance, when people talk about combining work and life, they often talk themselves into a corner because their young kids go to bed around 7 p.m. And with a full-time job and a commute, they don't get home until, let's say, 6.30 p.m. Life is horrible and terrible, and clearly no one can have it all, right? But if you have some flexibility, which many people do to some extent, why not divide the same number of work hours into long days and short days? Rather than settle for half an hour with the kids every night, work really late, past bedtime, two days per week. Then leave much earlier on the other days. Come home at 10.30 p.m. two days and come home at 4 p.m. three other days. And it's like coming home at 6.30 p.m. every day, except you triple your evening time with the kids. Now, I know this doesn't work for everyone, but it does for some. And working until 10.30 p.m. feels far more doable if you know the next day is going to end at four. You can do this split even if you don't have children. Early nights might allow you to play in a softball league or volunteer, or just bike when it's light out. If you have an expectation of long hours, then alternating some really late nights with earlier ones might make this all possible. So the next time you've worked a lot of long hours and are starting to feel exhausted, build in a shorter day. And if you are looking for more work-life balance in general, try alternating the length of your days. You will probably find the mix more rewarding. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else. Just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Before Breakfast Pod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. You can also shoot me an email at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. That before breakfast is spelled out with all the letters. Thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch. 
Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, listeners. I know you love mornings. And with nearly 300 beaches in Puerto Rico, each one is a reason to wake up early and catch a picture-perfect sunrise. Puerto Rico has nearly 300 miles of coastline, and the island's diverse geography offers everything, from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water, to stunning black sand beaches, and beaches perfect for water sports. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.